Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the DC United Kingdom podcast and as always I'm your host James Graham. If this is your first episode listening in first of all I'd like to say thank you and welcome along. Uh, Drop me a message on Twitter at DC United Kingdom and let me know what you think of today's episode and also subscribe. Um, I'd also like to mention I am on Patreon so if you wish to help me improve the podcast um, head over to patreon.com forward slash DC United Kingdom. Um, yes, it is monetary, and but I do have a goal, um, which is if we hit 20 people uh, becoming a patron, I will expand the podcast, so it's not just going to be audio, but I'd like to do video as well. You then get a choice of how you tune in, but also that does mean that I will be able to do things live, so I'll be able to do YouTube lives, record them live on there as well, and they'll be uncut. So you get to see it live, get to see what I look like, um, Give me a cheeky wave, give me a few comments, and all that jazz. Um, so yeah, so in today's episode, I'll be talking about the game against Columbus Crew. I'll be talking about VAR, again, and again, what I think about it, um, because it is just been a bit mental recently. I'll be going through your thoughts on the game, and the debate on whether promotion and relegation should be introduced. So first, let's go on to the match talk. Um, the game on Saturday evening, against Columbus Crew, well... Saturday evening if you're in the States. For me, I was up till 3am watching it and tweeting about it, as you would have seen. Um, what you wouldn't have seen, though, is actually how I was streaming it. Um, it wasn't being broadcast live on any normal channels, so not things like CI Sports or the Free Sports thing that's recently come around. I was streaming it through a betting website. Uh, that's Bet365. Um, I found out that they actually have all the rights to uh, MLS matches um, streaming live anyway. So I had a Bet365 account from many years ago, so I got myself logged back into it. I tried watching the game beforehand just to make sure everything worked. Tried a couple of things out to see what would be the best setup for me. I tried split-screening. But every time I tried split-screening, it would cut out for some bizarre reason. Don't know why. Watched it full-screen, just that on its own would work fine. But as soon as it split-screened, it would stop working. So whether that's just something that's built into it, to stop it from being broadcast into various other places. I don't know. So that's me. I'm on my phone, my Google Pixel 3 XL. I've got it rested on my keyboard next to my mousepad so I can keep doing what I need to do with the tweeting. And yeah, uh, the streams that they have, they don't have commentary. So I was just there watching commentaryless game. So the commentary was in my head. I was there tweeting away on my laptop in the living room. On my own. Yes. Not even the cat was around. Can you believe that? I was just there on my, by myself. But yeah, yeah. The things I do for this, you know, I put in the hours. <laughs> that sounds so self-righteous. I apologise. Um, but yeah, thankfully the game was a good one to watch. Um, I've had times where I've been up at this time, that time in the morning. The games have been a bit of a snore fest, so I've just been, my eyes just been closing in on me. Um, but yeah, actually, this game was actually really decent, so... Um, so the third thing I'll uh, start off with is the starting lineup. You know, if you've not caught up with it, so we had three at the back again. Uh, Donovan Pines kept his place in the lineup, which is great. But I do wonder whether this is going to be the last time he will be in the lineup after our recent signing of Pedroso. He's a left back. Um, Kadaus was back in the lineup, which is great to see um, after he's been off recently with an injury, with his uh, knee injury. But it was a shame to see Durgan drop to the bench. He's been really good recently. Um, but 
this, I hope, makes him hungry to get back in there. Ariola back in his normal position, uh, swapped with uh, Titi as a left wing back. Um, he's now back at the right wing. Uh, everything else was the same. What else has changed is the fact that we've actually had some extra time between matches. So previously, in the last few weeks, we've had games every three, four days. A lot of travelling. That just means we've been really tired very quickly. Um, this time, though, we've had an extra week. Um, we've actually had a full week between matches. So we've had that time to recharge the batteries. What I'm hoping, though, uh, well, sorry, what I hoped for in this game was that we, because of that rest, we would have been able to attack for longer periods of time without being defensive. Um, and that seemed to actually happen. The first half, though, really gave some fantastic talking points. One of which I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, and I've spoken before, it's VAR. Everyone's favourite thing. You either love it or you hate it. And the most annoying thing about VAR is I feel that it should be there to prevent talking points. Well, controversial talking points anyway. Um, but recently, it's been the talking point, the controversial talking point. Um, VAR, VAR is only as good as the person using it. And annoyingly, because it's humans in using it, there will always be human errors. So VAR is never going to be 100%. I think we need to get that out of our heads. There's always going to be mistakes. It's just the level of mistakes and the types of mistakes that we want to get rid of. Um, so the first moment that we had it came in the 21st minute. Uh, Columbus fired a ball forward um, towards Zardes. He made quite a tough challenge and his foot was quite high. Um, didn't actually contact Brillant, but it looked like he was endangering the opponent. Which is normally a free kick. Potentially a booking, depending on the, on the level of it. Um, the ref plays his advantage. You see him afterwards putting his arm out to play advantage. Um, Paul Foster Hara, who attempts to pass it to Acosta. Acosta is appears then to have his ankle caught by Will Trapp, and the referee decides to get in both players' ways. For me, the fair thing would to happen there was the ball to stop, to play to stop, drop ball. Both, both players go at it. But what happens is play goes on. The ball ends up to Columbus in their possession after we've lost it. The ball gets played down the right, it gets to Pedro Santos, cuts into the box, and he scores. But then, Ted Uncle, the referee, Santiago, uh, speaks to the VA, the video assistant ref, then goes over to the monitor. On my stream, at that point, it was actually, they were showing the replays of this RDS challenge, though I, in my eyes, at that point, I thought, oh, okay, he's gone back for that, fair enough, can't argue. Afterwards, it's then found out, after I watched the MLS, uh, video, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but it's the one where they talk about the recent controversial talking points, um, and then found out uh, from a friend that there was a statement out, came out by by the ref that it was for the World Trap Challenge. It was very, um, yes, World Trap con contacts Acosta's ankle, and he goes down pretty easily in my eyes. I'm surprised it was given for that though. If it was for the Sardis Challenge, I don't think there would be any issue. But, you know, this thing's happened. Um, obviously, the Columbus players are really angry about it. You can see the frustration in their in their play. So a few minutes later, they Will Trap gives away a free kick, obviously, yet yeah, through frustration. Um, it then, it's on the right-hand side. Rooney whips the ball in. It falls to Hara. He then attempts a shot, who 
it, it doesn't go up to plan. The cost is there. And then it goes in uh, with his left foot. Beautiful finish. Power behind it. Great, great goal. Um, then VAR gets in again. It's just like, what is happening? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then it turns out that Ocosta might have been offside, but when the ball comes in, yes, he is in an offside position, but he's not involved with the game. The moment he's involved with the game, he's not actually offside. So after two, three minutes, I think it was, it then goal's given. How it took that long to give the goal is beyond me. It should have just been a guess. Quick look, done, cool, carry on, goal. But no, obviously everyone's just going, what the heck is going on? Yeah, there we go. And you would think, that's it. There can't be any more controversy in this first half. But no. So, it comes up to half-time. You've got three minutes on the clock um, in added time. Acosta is on the edge of the box. Nice little bit of passing around. He goes to play Rooney through. Will Trap involved yet again. He goes to kind of... It looks like he's moving away from it. But then he leans his shoulder into it. There's no penalty given. The ball hits his upper arm. That's 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 a free kick if it was outside the box. Penalty inside the box. Drops inside the box. Rooney, Acosta, a couple of other players are appealing for it. Rightly so. Then, the ball carries on. It then goes dead. VR gets involved. And I, there's no complaints on this one. It was a stonewall penalty. Rooney steps up. Fires it into the top right-hand corner. Job done. 2-0. Obviously, Keller Potter, he's just going absolutely berserk, isn't it? Things are not going his way. He's just, at the end of the match, he's really complained about the ref, and you can see why. If it was, if I was in his shoes, I'd be complaining. Um, but that's the first half. Thankfully, that was all. Second half rolls around, and the first thing that really happened was in the 52nd minute. Novi yeah, got nothing, got nothing there. Um, it was Zardes, so ball Gets whipped around to him. He's on the left-hand side of the box, um, six-yard box, really. Um, he leaves Brilliant for dead. He's literally on the floor. Uh, but Hamid, he's seen that. He's come out quick, makes himself big, gets a great saving. Zadas probably should have uh, scored that one. So it's kept 2-0. Then, 61st minute rolls around. So again, not much happened in the next 10 minutes, but this this point is a good point. Uh, Hara, he's won the ball off the Columbus player who... Between two of them, couldn't decide who was going to take it forward. The ball's just there. Harrow just nicks it. He's sprinting down the wing. He gets in the box. He's got two Columbus crew players trying to tackle him. Ariola's behind him. He backheels it beautifully. It just stops there in the box. The Columbus crew players are left for dead. They're just stood there, not thinking, what? Eh? Eh? What? Ariola smashes it. Nice little deflection into the bottom corner. 3-0, game over. Oh, you'd think that. So, and at the 74th minute, Columbus crew get a corner, don't they? What happens? Ball gets whipped in. And normally, there's no challenge on Bill Mead. Nothing at all. He just jumps up, goes to catch the ball. He lets it through his flaming hands, doesn't he? And it's just above Van Bam's head because he's, he's on the edge of the six-yard box. He's running back to obviously try and defend it. And it goes into the net, so it's Bill Hamid on call. Hindsight, I would have had a player on the back post. You usually see that with 
set pieces, corners, um, someone defending both posts, near post and far post. We had, uh, I think it was Titi Rodriguez on the near post, but no one on the back post. If we had someone there, I think we would have not conceded. Um, but that's how the game finished. It was 3-1. Lee O'Hara, man of the match. Two assists. What more can you ask for? And he was great down that right. So, after the game, I asked for your views and questions. I got a couple of sent in, which was nice. So thank you very much for that. Uh, first one, Colin. Um, on Twitter, uh, at RichieFC. That's R-I-C-H-E-Y-F-C. Um, he says... Do I think that uh, we should be resting Wayne Rooney a bit more? Could have taken him up, taken him off when we were three 0 up to save him at least half an hour and keep uh, Amarikwa sharp too, uh, since we have quite a congested schedule. Um, I totally agree with that. I think we should rest rest Wayne a bit more. Um, we got Quincy there. We should be u- utilizing him. He's got he's got pace on him. He can hold the ball up. Uh, we're three 0 up. Yeah, we should be doing that. I don't see why we can't. I totally agree with you, Colin. Um, yeah, that's that's about it for that one. Um, another thought that came in was from Landon, uh, who is at on Twitter at Landon Mansmash. Great name. Um, and he says it looks like they get more comfortable with the three centre back look. Should this be the default shape going forward, or should we revert to four two three one? In your opinion, um, that depends on who's fit. Um, for me, I think we should not have to revert to a particular formation we should be able to chop and change as and when we need to that's the good thing um being able to actually play with three at the back and now we can and we can play four at the back we've got that um customizability we we've got that option um i think we should depends on the team we're playing really um it looks like pines is an absolute legend already homegrown player i he's going to be Great play for DC as long as he stays with us. Um, and the fact that he's paired up really nice with Brillant and Pound Bone, that's good to see. We've now signed Pedroso. So we've now got uh, Mora, McCann, and Pedroso who can play left back. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the right back position because if we haven't got Harrit, it's probably going to be Ariola and we lose a lot of pace going forward if that happens. So. I hope that Pedro also can play it right back as well. So we've got that, again, that option. So we can keep Ariola at the top. If we need to go to full, I'm comfortable with that. I don't see why we can't. We're usually pretty good defensively with that. And we've looked good with three centre-backs. So, yeah. I don't think we should revert to a particular one. I just think it just depends on who we're playing. Um, that's the thoughts on that game. So thank you to Colin and Landon for sending those in. We move on to the next match. So next up, we have Sporting Kansas, who are currently third bottom in the Western Conference, which actually does surprise me a little bit. They've got quite a few good players. Um, but they've only got 10 points from the last nine games, and they're without a win on the road. So this surely should be one for the taking. Uh, some team news, um, which we've just recently seen uh, before recording this. Obviously, we've signed a new fullback, who's Marquinhos Pedroso. Um, he's 25 years old, and we signed him from FC Dallas. Uh, Bit of a weird transfer. Um, he ended up going on the waivers. So we signed him off the waivers. And then it was a case of we ended up giving away our first uh, Super Draft pick for next year um, for an exchange of $100,000 in general allocation money. Um, so um, I did have a bit of a chat about the uh, that particular transfer. 
And a lot of people seem to be of the opinion that the super draft is becoming less and less important now um, as the academies are starting to become more ingrained into the football culture of clubs. So, yeah, um, we should see how that plays out. Um, in terms of those guys, um, another team news. Uh, it looks like Donovan Pines will be out, though. Um, just read that he's picked up a knee injury um, and he's undergoing an MRI scan. Um, so as of this recording, we don't know how long he's out for. Hopefully he's only a couple of weeks. Um, because of that, we're going to go back to the four-two-three-one formation, I see. So I think Pedrosa will actually make his debut. Um, I don't see much else in terms of rotation. Um, I think the lineup will be pretty much the same. Um, so I think Pines will be replaced by Pedrosa. Uh, that means that you'll have uh, Moreno and Canaus in the centre. You'll have Ariola and Titi on the right and left. Uh, Acosta played behind Rooney, and obviously Rooney at top. Um, in terms of the opposition, um, we need to keep Johnny Russell quiet. He's their key player. Um, they've scored 19 goals this season, so they've actually scored more goals than we have. Um, but they've also considered a, a lot more. So as long as we can keep him quiet, who's their main playmaker and main scorer, we should be all right. Um, I was looking at head-to-head as well, and we've traditionally at DC's ground um, we've played 19 times DC have won 10 Spartan have won 4 and there's been 5 ties this will be Can- Spartan Kansas City's first trip to outfield, field however and looking back on the previous results the last time we actually beat Spartan Kansas at home was actually back in 2014 that's 5 years ago we need to change that um, so hopefully like we beat Columbus at their ground for the first time in what 12 years was it? We can beat Spont Kansas for the first time in five years at our ground. So I can see us winning it. Um, we're good defensive. Um, if we carry on the way we played against Columbus in the attacking side of things, I think we'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, drop me a tweet with your thoughts on that. I'd love to hear what you think the result will be. Moving on to something though, so, something different. And I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast what I was going to talk about, but. It's been talked about recently, and it's been talked about more and more. And I'd like to actually have my say on this. And it's the whole debate about promotion and relegation. If you're new to American sports in general, um, you, they don't have promotion and relegation. It's not something that is seen there. Um, but the reason why it's been talked about is that the MLS commissioner, Don Garber, he's recently announced that the league's going to expand to 30 teams. So, yeah, 30 teams. So that will probably be 15 in the East, 15 in the West, to keep it even. But that's a lot of teams just for one league. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know of any other leagues in the world that have 30 teams in one division. I mean, you could argue that there's actually two divisions in MLS. You've got the East Conference and you've got the West Conference. They're two separate divisions. But the way it's done at the moment is you play... Twice against the your own conference teams, and then once against the other the opposite conference. That if they keep doing that, that's going to be a hell of a lot of games. Um, that's going to lead to burnout. That's not going to be good for any of the teams. The roster is going to be stretched. You're going to have the national team not doing very well because the t- players are going to be tired. Players are going to be wearing international duty because you're going to have to have games when this international zone. It's just not going to be good. So. There's pros and cons to it, 
and there's pros to having it at Eastern West Conference. There's pros and cons to promotion and relegation. Uh, I don't think this is going to end today, obviously. <laughs> I'd be amazing if it did and I had the final say in it. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Um, this debate's going to go on for months and months and months and probably years. Uh, to help me along with this debate, I asked your thoughts on the pro-rel debate. And I'm going to go through those first and discuss them and then I'll have my final bit on the end. Um, so the first up was Oscar uh, Villalobos, V-A-O-B-U-S. I don't know how you pronounce your last name, but I hope I got that right in one of those attempts. Um, on Twitter, he's at Mr. Fantastic. That's M-I-S-T-A, not M-I-S-T-E-E-R. Mr. Fantastic. And he says, uh, ProRail, we should have it. We should, in capital letters. The expansion model is not sustainable. But when is the question? Um, that, that is a very good question. When should there be promotion relegation? Should it be when we get to a certain amount of teams in the league? I mean, we've got 20, 24. It should be now. Well, when we get more teams. Um, it's a difficult one. Because to have two leagues, you're going to have to have the right amount of teams. Right now, there's not the right amount of teams. And if we get to 30, then that's going to be a good amount of teams. So I would have a league of 18 and a league of 12. And keep the East and, East and West Conference... But what I would, I would do is I'd have promotion and relegation within the East and West conferences, in a way. So you still play the right amount of teams. So you still play all the teams in your MLS league, but you'd have the promotion and relegation from each conference. And I think that actually might work quite well. Um, he also goes on to say um, something a bit separate from the Pro Rail, which was DC United just looks lethargic and looks and lacks depth. They've got star level, but no bench really. Um, I disagree on the from the last game. Yes, if you're going on the previous games, like the Minnesota and against Columbus away, yes, we did look lethargic. Um, yes, it seemed that we did lack depth. Um, but you're going to remember we had, we've got injuries in there. Um, granted, Ben Olsen and Dave Casper should have really filled out the roster by now. Um, word is that we're going to sign someone um, on the 7th of May. Um, which is the day I'm recording, so hopefully we'll get another player. Uh, apparently that's going to be an international player, so that should be interesting if that actually comes through. Um, so going forward, yes, I think we'll be f we'll be fine uh, once the injuries have gone away and if we don't pick up any further major injuries, but we'll see. Uh, next up on the Pro Rail debate was H.E. Pennypacker um, on Twitter. He's at E underscore Millionaros, and he says... Uh, Teams popping up, popping up out of nowhere at the whim of a bunch of rich folk are then being plopped into the top league is something I'll never understand or agree with regarding MLS. Also, the potential of teams having nothing to play for as soon as halfway through the season is bad. I Again, I completely agree with that. Um, to have something to play for obviously means you're going to play better. Um, you're going to try harder. And at the moment, you look at the likes of Colorado Rapids who are not doing very well at all, they're not going to make the playoffs now. I mean, yes, we're so well into the season, and things do change quite quickly in MLS. But nothing to play for. What, they, what they're going to get out of this season is the early picks next year in the Super Draft. It's it's a difficult one. Um, promotion relegation. When you've got people buying into MLS at the moment, the Paying a lot of money 
Um, which is why it's a bunch of rich folk. Um, and being plopped into the top league, yeah. Um, you look at leagues around the world, you don't get straight into the top league, you have to work your way up. Um, you look at the likes in England, you've got Salford City, you've got Billericay, who they've got money, but they're able to work their way from, from right from the very bottom. Um, and they're doing it well. People don't agree with it because they're for that particular league they're in, they're going to be violating the financial fair play rules. Um, a lot of people are saying that they're buying their way through the league. And I guess they're, they're pretty much are. When you look at Salford City, they've got a player who's on five, six grand a week, uh, pounds that is. So you're probably looking at $8,000, roughly seven, $8,000. And he's not even playing in the proper football league. He's playing in the conference which is just, that's unheard of, so, yeah, there's, there's pros and cons again to having nothing to play for, but you've got to remember that these people who bought into the league, they've paid a lot of money, um, they've had to build a soccer-specific stadium, they've had to build a, a club a lot of the time from scratch, um, so yeah, so, again, pros and cons to that, um, I don't think I've really gone through, exactly through your point there but it's a difficult one and this is why we're having this debate it's to get those pros and cons out there uh, next up we've had Aaron Motes um, at Aaron Motes 2 on Twitter and he says do we want ProL here? yes would it work now? no the infrastructure isn't here at the, isn't there at the lower tiers would it be instituted regionally? what about the Canadian leagues? I think MLS is expanding too much and too quickly but I don't think ProRail would be realistic until 2030-ish. You're quite specific there, Aaron. Um, you want ProRail? Yes. Would it work now? No. I agree with that. Uh, infrastructure at the lower tiers? Um, it can. The USL is picking up really good at the moment. Granted, they're completely separate. Would you, would you see USL integrating with MLS? Uh, for me, I'd love to see that because there's plenty of teams there. You look at the likes of Sacramento, you look at, um, well, FC Cincinnati have come from the USL very recently. Um, you've got Loudoun United, um, they're in USL too. Um, so there's teams there, and I think it's not going to be there straight away. It, there's not going to be a quick win here, it's going to take time. Um, and you mentioned about realistic until 2030-ish. That's probably going to be about there or thereabouts we're in 2019 now so that's 11 years if i'm i'd probably go for 2026 20, 28 um time i think that's when all the 30 teams are established there can then be a good debate about how it get, works going forward and that gives them good time um you've also mentioned institute regionally um as i mentioned on a previous point i'd love to see promotion relegation through the conferences rather than through the league um, I think that would be a bit of a fairer way of doing it because then you, you've still got the the away, the on the road matches um, that seem to make a massive difference in MLS right now um, the home record is much more important than the on the road record because everyone seems not to do that well on the road um, so for me promotion relegation through the conferences would be better that's how I see it and you still play each other like it is now um canadian leagues the canadian uh the canadian leagues 
they've, they, I think they probably will want to keep it on themselves. They've just launched the Canadian Premier League. Um, I can't see that ha them integrating into MLS at all. Um, not right now, anyway. In the future, possibly. But I think they want to grow their own league in their own country. Obviously, they've seen the likes of Montreal, Vancouver, and uh, Toronto doing really, really well, and producing some really good players. But I think they want to do it for themselves rather than having to rely on that. Um, I could possibly see a cup between the North American sides. I think that would work. That would be interesting to see, but I don't see it integrating at all. Um, finally, London of London Smash, Man Smash, he's back uh, with another point. Um, and he says, I mean, it would be nice, but honestly, I think you see some investment dry up if people look at getting relegated. It'll probably come about as fair or complete at some point. Eventually, you get so many teams that the league gets unwieldy. Um, it's an interesting one because it would be a case of um, investment drying up. Depends on how it's marketed, I reckon. If you work from the bottom to top, then I think it would be better than start from the top down. Because uh, then you start building up a culture, uh, a fan culture as well. Um, and for me, if you're working your way up, you develop those core fans who've been there right from the very beginning. And at the moment, when a new team comes in, they're very, from the very beginning of that club. But they're straight at the top. Um, you look at the likes of Columbus Crew, who've been and DC United. They've been there right from the very beginning, right from the word go of the league. And that's why we've got such a good culture in this league is from the teams who've been there the longer longer time I think if you're working your way up the fans will be a lot more hardcore I feel and I think that's how we we go about it um, and yes you've mentioned about getting so many teams in the league gets unwieldy if we get to 30 and when we get to 30 that's going to be unwieldy 26 to 28 it starts getting there um 26 you can get away with 28 is pushing it 30 no you can't you can't do it you look if you basing it on how the games are played right now you're playing what each other twice in your conference so that's 28 games is it? yeah 28 games sorry just working out the maths in my head there then you're playing against the other conference so that's another 15 so that's 43 yeah actually that might not be bad, actually. Because you look at the Championship, League 1 and League 2 in, the, in England, they play 46 games each in each league. That could be doable. Yeah. Actually, that that's there we go. It can be done. You still get the away games, you still get the on-the-road games. You've got... Yeah. yeah. That's just dawned on me, that one. Yeah, I'm going to leave that in there. That little, uh, little moment, little light bulb moment there. I didn't ever, I never even thought of that. There we go. I do hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, thank you to everyone who's messaging with the thoughts and questions. I really appreciate that, and I hope you keep doing that. Um, for those who didn't quite pick up on those guys who've mentioned, who I've messaged in, I'll mention them on on Twitter. So if you want to go and follow them, you can click on them, drop them a follow, tell them that I've sent you along. Um, don't forget to. Blah, blah, blah. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast uh, so you can keep up to date. And also don't forget to follow myself on Twitter too. And that's at DC United Kingdom. I also run a website which is 
dc90kingdom.com. And uh, one last shout for becoming a patron, patron on Patreon. Um, you can get to my page by going to patreon.com forward slash dcunitedkingdom. And that's all for this week. So I'll see you next time. And until then, vamos United.